welcome to this week's episode that is a bonus episode, <laughs> bonus edition of Drunk Bible Study. I'm still a little bit buzzed because of drinking so much during that last episode, but I'm going to do my best to uh, keep myself together. Uh, so very early on the episode, we talked about Old Scratch, which Jace, you hadn't heard of, and Emily, you also had never heard of. No, you said that it had something to do with the devil. and Yeah, it is the devil. Okay. It has a lot to do with the devil by being, okay. by being, the, being devil. the devil. Yes. Um, cool. Yeah. Where does this come from? What's the deal here? So it seems that the prevailing theories are that it comes from the Middle English word scrat, which hmm. was the name of a demon or a goblin, which initially came from the Old Norse word scratta with two T's and an E at the end. Scratta. Old Scratch uh-huh. or Mr. Scratch. And what's interesting in the Wikipedia is they give a list, essentially, of cultural references that have used this turn of phrase. Uh-huh. And so, because um, I was wondering, I was like, I don't know why I know this phrase, but I do know it. Um, and some reasons why I might know it is apparently it's used in A Christmas Carol by Charles Which Dickens. One? The Dickens Christmas Carol. Yeah. The, oh, the I'm written, sorry. Book. The written book of <laughs> yeah, Christmas Carol. Not, the first not, one. Not, yes, the Christmas Muppet Carol. Christmas yeah. Carol, not <laughs> yes. a specific the Christmas Muppet Carol. The Muppet Christmas Carol written by Charles Dickens. randomly yes. Charles Dickens wrote. <laughs> the very first one. Um, he was very was ahead also, of his time. Indeed, yeah. Okay, got Charles it, got Dickens it. was like, a screenplay for Muppets. <laughs> Listen, okay, I I am a, <laughs> until this year at least, was a professional Christmas Caroler, so that's where my mind went. Okay. But Got I also it. love that that book. And movie. now that's ironic, though, Emily, because you dress up as like a Dickensian caroler, literally. I know what you're speaking of. <laughs> I certainly know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just that's not where my head went initially. Um, okay, yes. other other um, references um, in Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. They um, reference Old Scratch, and then this hmm. one, which I think is the reason why I know the reference is um, it's written about in Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by oh. Susanna Clark, which is one of my favorite books. And mm-hmm. uh, has to deal with like demons and goblins and spooky stuff like that. So speaking I of I the TV show, Charles yes. Dickens's screenplay, The Muppet Christmas Carol, we have um, a little doll of Rizzo the Rat in our closet right now. What? Really? really? Yeah. I've never seen this. Yeah, we have. We joked about it. Did m- we? Months ago. It was a long time ago. What? But I yeah, don't we've remember got this a, at all. We've got a Rizzo the Rat from Muppet Christmas Carol in, the, in the closet of Christmas decorations, which will get put out soon enough. Cute. Um. Anyway, yes. Old Scratch is a thing. Believe me. Um. And I realized like, also on this wine bottle, it says Old Scratch, but then around it also um, says just like the devil you know a billion mm-hmm. times and the devil you don't know. So yeah. Whoa. Devilish stuff. Anyway, wow. that's old scratch. So now you can drop that reference into conversation and confuse or delight other people. That's One exciting. or the other. Maybe both. Well, what did you look up, Jess? Yeah, so I looked up this latrine that's still to this day a latrine to Baal. <gasps> Is it actually to this day? Well, okay. So first of all, we talked way back that probably First and Second Kings... And also First and Second Chronicles were written during the reign of King Hezekiah, who was known for a lot of religious reforms, of specifically making Israel become monotheistic for Yahweh mm-hmm. and kicking out all these other gods. So there's certainly an element of that in the stories too, right? It like really drives home how bad it was when they worshipped other gods and how good it was when they didn't. 
But check this out. I did not expect to find anything when I Googled this, but I searched it and I found an article from 2016 that archaeologists discovered in Israel a symbolic toilet from 8th century BC, which is around this time. Uh, Wait, uh, hold on. A symbolic symbolic toilet? toilet? What is a symbolic toilet? Okay, I I will tell you. So, basically, uh, they were digging up this city that they believed to be Lachish, which is one of the most prominent cities. It was like a suburb of Judah. It was like the second biggest city in Judah, I guess, was uh-huh. Lachish. And in it, they discovered, they like unearthed, the archaeologists unearthed this gate shrine. So, it was like a city gate that also had a shrine at it. And in it... In one of the rooms, they found statues that had horns on them that had evidence of being intentionally broken. So not just like weathered over time, but like the horns had been hacked off of them. Okay. And in the corner, a seat with a hole in the middle, like a toilet. Oh my gosh. And they believe that this is the thing that's referenced in Second really? Kings chapter 10. So where they actually found it. They supposedly. actually found it. Allegedly. Here's what's interesting, though, is that they found from doing samples or whatever, that it seems as if the toilet was never used, that it was actually oh. just symbolic, but that this was <laughs> part of like desecrating the shrine. Piece. It was an art piece, yes, yes. By like, like destroying. This is what we think about your god. Exactly, it was destroying the horns it, on the statues, and then putting this toilet in there so everyone can walk okay, by and on. be like. By <laughs> samples, you mean they didn't find any poop or pee? That evidence that seems to be here. Let me let me <laughs> read you what it says. <laughs> Laboratory tests we conducted in the spot where the stone toilet was placed suggest it was never used. <laughs> Laboratory tests, okay. Hence, we can conclude that the placement of the toilet had been symbolic, after which the Holy of Holies was sealed until the site was destroyed. Wow. Yeah, very scientific tests were done. Science, everybody, yeah. (laughs) Yes. For science. Yeah, seriously. Wow. The one other thing I looked up real quick, this is just a brief thing, is about Jehoash being such a tiny baby when he was crowned the king. Uh, that he was seven years old. And the one thing I found that I thought was kind of interesting was about him being anointed king. Right. But apparently, if you are a successor to the king, to the previous king, you don't need to be anointed. Interesting. But the anointing is like specifically a thing that happens when there's a new person that's not part of that lineage becoming the king. But there are four examples in the Bible, I think, of kings who were anointed, even though they technically wouldn't need to be. And they Hmm. were always cases where their succession was contested. And other examples of this is Solomon was one of them. And Hmm. Jehoahaz, which I don't think we've talked about. Maybe there's just those three. But anyway, so the fact that they talk about him being anointed is because it could be contested that he would have been king. Anyway, I thought that was just an interesting piece of trivia that it's like... once your line's anointed, you're good. Does a uh, does a priest need to do the anointing? Because I thought that that like random guy did the anointing for the for for Je- Jeru or what was his name? Jehu. Jehu. Yeah. Uh, At the I mean, beginning I, of yeah, this ep- the last episode. Yeah. Maybe he was a prophet though, like a junior prophet. It's hard to say. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, yeah, speaking of like that section of what we read, what did you call her? Athalia? Athalia? I called her Atalia, but Atalia. I don't know if that's true. Okay. Sure, I, I like that. Atalia. Okay, let's do that. So she is the only woman in the Hebrew Bible to be a queen. Having Jeez. reigned as monarch really? within Israel, Judah. Yeah. Right. W- without being just married to a king. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a difference. She's the queen regent because that means that she is like actually ruling right. over. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Pretty it's incredible. It's sad that she lasted like a paragraph, but that's <laughs> well, awesome. She actually was there six years. Um, huh. Yeah. So after Ahaziah is killed in a dynastic struggle, Atalia sets out to kill the rest of the royal dynasty and seizes the throne of Judah in Jerusalem. She manages to remain sole monarch for six years, and the seventh year revolution is led by Jehodiah the priest, and he puts on the throne the seven-year-old Joasha, Ahaziah's child, Josha. (laughs) Emily, I feel like every time you see the names, the pronunciation's a little different, and I imagine listening to this in audio is very hard to follow. Sorry. (laughs) Say it again, Josha? So the priest jo- Jehoiada led this revolution and crowned Jehoash or Joash, Jehoash. depending on the translation Joash. you read. Yeah, yeah. Crowned this is Joash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the six, the seven-year-old Joash. So Ahaziah's child was rescued by his paternal aunt, as we found out. Yes. Right. Right. So the sister of Atalia hid him away. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And this, um, what is this? Jwa.org. It shows the Encyclopedia of Jewish Women. That's pretty cool. But it talks about like some of the reasons why maybe she was able to rule as a queen and not be taken over, not be overthrown for six years. And it's partially just because she had the successful use of various sources of power, her royal origins and connections, involvement in her husband and son's reigns, economic independence, personal ability, and political knowledge. So that's cool. It says all of these things are not mentioned, but um, there's notes of her wicked influence on her husband and son. Oh, my. What notes? What notes of her influence? What influence? I don't know. Maybe (laughs) someone wrote notes. And and I I will say my, my partner pointed this out to me that like Jewish text is far more vast than just the Torah than just like, or just, you know, what we read. Exactly. Yeah. So we, you know, are only getting this little teeny part of what Jewish tradition is. And because, yeah, we were watching a, in X-Files with um, Hasidic Judaism mm. involved in it. And I was like, wait a minute, does this, is this talked about at all in the Bible? And I think parts are, but you know, there's, there's quite a lot more there that is not at all spoken about in like, yeah. the text that we I know mean, as the Bible. Yeah. The text that we're reading was very deliberately edited as part of the formulation of the Christian church. Yes. I mean, it was still several hundred years into the formulation of the church, but you know, it was very much a Christian edit of the available right. Texts. Like which books we, which books made it into the Bible, and which parts, yeah, of which, which books, books support even, yeah. our faith as opposed to the Jewish faith, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something to think about, but pretty cool that there at least was one woman, even if in the eyes of God she was wicked. But you know, she Nasty, she reigned even, perhaps. yeah, exactly for six whole years. Pretty cool, pretty impressive. 
yeah. ahead of her time. She was ahead of her time for sure. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Well, I'm again. Yeah, you asked this last week. You were like, "What? What's going to happen next? Like, do you have any idea?" And I'm like, "No, I never know what's going to happen here. <laughs> I have no freaking clue." Well, Elisha's going to be with us for a little while longer. You will come Elisha? Back. Yeah, Elisha. Elisha. Welcome back. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't know but, what he's going to he do was... exactly, but he'll he'll be back. Do you there think... was not a lot of Elisha in that last episode at there all. There wasn't. We have no. this little baby boy king, and so the question is, is he going to be a good king or a bad king? Is he going to... Or a little bit of a mix of both, like um, Jehu was. Of mm, He's going right. to do things that Yahweh likes, but then ultimately leave a freaking golden calf there in the corner i feel like jehu was really bad like all the way around he may have had like good intentions for for making god like him more but it was all like intentions for him it was all self-serving it seemed Mm. i'm interested to see if this whole child king because the thing i know from other child kings through history oh, is, yeah. <laughs> is that like the narrative that tends to go with those stories is it's really all of the advisors who kind of yeah. run the country for a while mm-hmm. so i wonder if we'll get some of that kind of intrigue either of him then as he gets a little bit older trying to resist what they're doing or just going along with them and kind of being a pawn for the other advisors and powerful people in the kingdom at the time i'm curious or other possibility in like the first paragraph he dies and it's like and he reigned 40 years and isn't the, his right. deeds written no- in the book of the chronicles of the kings of israel <laughs> yeah and, equally and as likely know. equally yeah. as likely You're absolutely right <laughs> yeah. yeah guess we'll have to find out next week so we will see you all then in episode 128